Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And man, oh man, oh my God, my, my, I, I've been waiting for this um, for, for quite some time right now. My guest today is definitely one of our heroes. When I say our, yes, one of our heroes, I'll tell you why. We'll try to dig deep, but I'll tell you why. Um, he's currently the vice president on, of strategy and market development uh, uh, Wana at Empire. I think that alone tells you why. Empire is the leading independent label distributor and publisher in the U.S. and the first label to actually open a division in the U.S. to help grow the local scene in West Asia, North Africa, and its diaspora. Now, before that, this incredible, incredible human being worked with Spotify as the global lead of Arab music and culture. Help Helping to build and launch in West Asia and North Africa. Um, he did a lot of incredible initiatives. All these playlists that you guys like from Yalla Today, Top Hits, Arab, um, Arab X, uh, Shisha Lounge, Global X. You know, this man was definitely responsible for it, curating more than 120 playlists um, that definitely pushed the culture. Um, in 2016, mashallah, he helped launch Complex. I remember those days. Snapchat Dis Discover Channel, which is the fastest growing platform in the history of Complex Network. What? Now, in the 90s, that's how I know him, uh, you know, really well. Um, he co-founded the hip-hop uh, crew, Dem, uh, the first Arab hip-hop uh, group out of West Asia. Um, he is somebody who is um, one of our heroes, an incredible human being. I personally looked up to this brother for quite some time, so I can't believe I'm actually having this discussion with him right now. Um, and... I don't know, without further ado, we want to try to get to know the man behind all these incredible, um, you know, titles. Peace and love. Assalamu alaikum. Sahil. Habibi, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for the introduction. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited because we've been chatting for so long. And this is probably the second time we do it, but this is the first time that it's recorded. Facts. Yani, zayman gul yikhrabbetak. Mashallah alayk. Sarahatan, sarahatan, Sahil. Uh, you guys this is how it's going to be and uh, with with everything that you've done bro first of all Anna I want to say this is me congratulations Alf Mabrook VP of strategy uh, and and market at Empire this is a big big deal we'll definitely get into that but Alf Alf Mabrook I think you are an incredible person for that and shout out to you guys and just as wow um I want to know um how did it all start with you as Suhail? Tell me, tell me about, you know, uh, tell me about Lid. Um, I, I, I got a shout out, you know, uh, the, the Yalla, uh, Yalla, Yalla Talk um, team. You were, you were there actually just yesterday, um, obviously. Yeah. And some of the things that you said there about like Tupac and how, you know, the sh shooting, you are watching music videos of Tupac as if you're watching things in your neighborhood. Just tell me how did this passion for hip hop, start with you guys. Um, well, you know, we, we were three at Dam, so each uh, each one was almost in a different age, but different uh, way to get connected to hip hop. But we all got connected for the same reason. Uh, so, growing up in Lid, uh, Lid is a town in between Jerusalem and Yaffa, uh, which considered uh, Palestine forty eight, the historical Palestine. Uh, Lid in, in when I was born, early, early 80s, was one of like those towns that had a lot of great activists, had a lot of cultural movement, had a lot of great people, youth, uh, youth centers and things like that, of people, people who cared. 
to do good things. But towards the late, from 80s to 90s, poverty hit hard in, in, this, in this area, uh, where we had a lot of, uh, it became the top number one top drug and weapon market in the Middle East, where we had a lot of crime, had a lot of Arab, Arab crime. We lost a lot of friends, we lost neighbors. Um, not just that the, the kid killed or got in jail. Even when in school, I would remember kids would be disappearing and then realize they're in jail. Or yeah, a lot, man. So that was a word day-to-day life where drugs were around, junkies were around. That the, the neighborhood just kept going worse and worse and worse uh, from from day to day. And that that was our reality. Uh, mm. That's how we grew up. Um, but you decided then, to do something about it, like with that. I, I remember talking to, um, I, I got into blogging. I'll let you continue. So I got into blogging in 2007. I launched Revolt. I remember hitting up um, Ramallah Underground and we were talking. And I, at that point, I didn't know really nothing because as a kid growing up in Saudi Arabia, to be honest with you, we were not educated about the situation in Palestine. And that's why I love Loki because he was he was one of those guys that educated me about what's going on yep. in Palestine. And then from him, uh, I started to to know from, you know, Shadia and then Dam, and I started getting my news from you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 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 he, hey, you know, Chuck D said it in one of his, uh, his verses when he said hip hop is the CNN of the streets. And, and it's a fact, that's what it is. And that's how we felt. We felt that responsibility that the way we knew about uh, Native Americans, the way we knew about the Latino culture, the way we knew about the Black American struggle, the way we knew about the poverty here. We wanted other people in the world to know about our poverty. We wanted people, we wanted that exchange. We wanted we wanted to put the word out. We And we saw it working for, when we saw the lyrics, and we learned so much from hip hop. And I'll give, I'll give you some example, uh, a specific example. I knew that our schools and the school system that we have as Palestinian 48er is controlled by the Israeli government. So I knew that the knowledge that we're getting is censored and it's it's trash and it's just playing with our minds. But then when I listened to Depress song saying they school us, I was like, that's what's going on with us. That is what's happening. If you read every word, word by word in that song, you'll understand what I mean when I say they school us. So it kind of helped me articulate our situation without knowing to articulate before that song. So hip hop helped us evolve, understand us, which is so weird because I learned about Mumia Abu Jamal first and then learned about our prisoners after, like more depth and having wow. names and having titles to them and having their stories in the background more. And that was like a whole boomerang effect that helped us grow and evolve as as human. And our lyrics has changed constantly. You notice from song to song and from sound wise, we realize, okay, we want our, our priority is to have us as a brand, as a, as identity to be out, our mm. world need to be out. How do we do it right? We have to take the, the popular sound the right quality, but they still keep the same right words that we want to deliver. And how do we match this two together and stay authentic to ourselves? And that's how we worked constantly on ourselves. Man, yeah, I remember watching um, Slingshot Hip Hop. One of my favorite parts is when uh, 
Tamir يعطيه ألف عافية. He was like looking at kind of kind of CDs or whatever it is, and and he's talking. He's saying you know, they talk about this, they talk about that, and then at the end, طلعت إنه كيف ما تبغوني أحب الهيب هوب. Like he's talking about you know struggle, uh, empowerment, and like you you live. I I I love. This is one of the reasons why I love hip hop. You know, again, I'm not an artist or a DJ or whatever, but you guys were able to take this art form and 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 use it. What you know, when I talked to Ramallah Underground, they one of my questions to them was like, like. Like how difficult it is, and they said, "Has there's a there's a tank outside our door? What do you want me to rap about?" Like at this point, an experience. It's a yes. different experience. Yeah. Where they are is a whole different experience yeah. than where the artists is at and where we were at. Even even where we were at, it was different from people who live in uh, just five ten minutes away in a different village. Unfortunately, it is different level of. Uh, Of mental occupation, but also like physical militant mm-hmm. occupation, things like that. Man. But that's that's how, that's what got us into hip hop. That's why we got connected to hip hop. That's, you know, that back in the days we what we had only two three channels on TV. We didn't have internet, yeah. right? We didn't have that because them started, bit like right after internet came uh, to to us to our house at least. Uh, so, so the TV that we were watching mostly had, and I give the example many times of ولا واحد ولا مية ولا ألف وثلاثمية and Hakim running in the market. ولا واحد ولا مية. But remember the video. He's chasing a girl in the middle of the market. If we do that in mid, we'll get we'll get killed the next day, right? <laughs> It wasn't our reality. Our reality was like more getting chased by police. And from a personal experience, getting kidnapped by police, putting in a, in a, yeah, in a room north of my city, uh, I was locked in one room, thrown on the floor, getting beat up for a straight 30 minutes, just like having boots of soldiers on my face, where I was injured then. And that's that. That was my reality. That mm-hmm. was what. I, that was um, what I was connected with. Yeah, I, I definitely want to move forward. But what you're saying um, with with that. Um, I don't know if uh, again I, I don't want to I don't want to bring bad memories to you, but I'm I'm very interested as well in the, in the mental like right now where you at right now when you look back at this yeah. kid who uh, you know you joined your, your 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 brother you were there at the at the studio session when he first record when when like you're 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 getting into this culture when you look back and you're facing all these things you know that you just t- talked about what what do you what do you tell him? Like, do you tell him you're gonna be okay? You're gonna be like the VP at at Empire. What do you What do you tell him? You were gonna. What do you say to him? That that was always the goal to, to keep growing and to build and evolve and, and to build the scene that didn't exist at first. To build uh, an economic system that can support me to grow to help others grow and things like that. That that was always the plan. And, and, uh, And I think since I was a kid, I, I was a bit a bit of a hustler that I knew how to figure out. Like I, I always looked at uh, issues and challenges as opportunities on how we could actually fix it and try to creatively thinking to fix those things. Uh, would I say that I knew that I'm going to be here today? No, I didn't, I didn't know that. Did I plan it? Yes, definitely. I wanted that. I had it on my list. I wanted to do this. Even when Dam started, we all said, okay. This is how we're gonna grow. We're all gonna have also solo careers. We're all gonna have like singles, 
separate solo albums. We all gonna go back to each other and do something. So like, and then we all wanted to do books. We all wanted to do films. We all wanted to do like projects and business projects. We wanted to build. We wanted to build a whole like brand that is not just singers because we wanted to be more than that. We wanted to create a whole movement, and that was something that we, if you look back in the early stage, we were saying we're not we're not a group and we're not just a group. We want to create a movement, and that was the main focus for us. How do we do that? Nice. Just you know, also like the city we came from, like yeah, like Ramallah, for example, has a lot has some cultural centers. Have have some lit doesn't have any. Anything like the spot that you want to hang out in is like the ghetto shisha spot. That's it. Like there isn't. As, we did. We don't have nightlife. We don't have. Uh, it's a. It's a small town that doesn't have anything really. Man. Uh, though historically had a lot. Mm. So, so growing up there, I didn't didn't have like realistically where I am wouldn't really work like this here this person here and now here doesn't doesn't match but that was the hope and that was the goal and that was the plan wow no i think anyone who knows you personally knows how just i love what you said about finding a problem and i think i i i fall into that sometimes that's my one of my mistakes in terms of it's a problem and i and i you know complain you 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 take it in a way and you you solve it which is incredible um i want to yeah. that's learning from where we come from from a place that didn't have anything i can give you like a really specific example of things that actually made me fall into this type of mentality and think this way there was a situation in my city in late when uh, the, there was this area called damash and the, the city the israeli the israeli government wanted to demolish 13 houses and if those 13 houses would be demolished that would keep around 60 kids out in the streets homeless right so we gathered around with a lot of friends and community and we came up with this idea that we're going to create the dates of the demolition we're going to create a whole summer camp and just go camp there and we're going to just create a whole summer camp for the kids and bring all our friends artists and just talk to the producers talk to everyone that has sound system bring that sound system and every night we're going to end it with a huge show and then that's what happened you had Wala Isbet, Teres Sleiman, Tut Ard, and Dam, and like all this like artists coming from from all around, with all this activists coming all around, from all this like people, just the streets people coming around and building a summer camp out of nothing, and then calling Abed Daadli, who's like the the sound engineer of every artist from Palestine and Jordan, and yeah. does a lot of big big events he's the one that that builds uh, the stages and it's like i'll get you the sound system i'll yeah, figure yeah. it out <laughs> like everything was free nobody got paid from anything and then we created and then we the only thing we miss is like stage we don't have stage how are we going to build this huge set for all these people because then we figured, we realized there's like hundreds of people that are coming so then we came up with the idea to bring two trucks and each truck would reverse so it's the reverse, the back of the truck, yeah. and the shah in the menorah like this, yeah, and then push this and then put the sound system on top, and then perform there. And that was the best stage I've ever been, <laughs> to be honest. And that's me. That means like figure now. And then those houses weren't demolished, and because we ended it with protests, and everything stopped. That 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 one of the project with the lawyers, of course, with the activists, with a lot of big movements that happened, saved this this type of situation back then. Man. So that was totally 
that 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 is the meaning of doing something out of nothing and finding an issue or challenge it figure it out a way creatively how to you just yeah you just summed up why i love you because like someone like you who've been through this experience and being in the position where you are right now um i i have hope like i really have hope um you know um just a couple of um, a couple of things just before we close the the the, the, the damn chapter uh, obviously um ch- ch- you guys when i when i saw a slingshot the meeting chuck d <laughs> i saw your faces uh it was just incredible uh you know you, you guys were saying it was so short um but it was amazing i'm i met him i met him um i think i met him around 2014 and it was he he changed my life like in that like kind of 15 20 minutes how important is for someone like chuck d who who does a lot of political rap obviously and a very very you know in your face in your face rap and what he means for hip hop to kind of co-sign and you guys meeting him and taking pictures with him and just just him knowing you and saying damn like you know like <laughs> what did that mean to you that that was definitely a dream that came true that day i, re- I remember i remember it well um it was great the interview was awesome and and him being an ally for for our situation was was awesome for him to hear someone that speaks that's that went through a lot and still being an ally and being a supporter to our situation is is important it's 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 the right this is what hip hop is And so I love seeing, the fact that when, when when he answered you said salam alaykum it was you like said assalamu alaykum like peace be upon you that's how we say salam I was yeah. incredible and he replied wa alaykum salam yeah he's awesome so to see to see that behind the scenes it's also collaborative and and you know sometimes you meet artists that you love and then you're like I wish I never met this artist in person right, but he was right. like and that was amazing right and and another thing that actually the next time we came to the US for a tour he wrote us the paper of for to get the visa he was the, our referral la so, wow he was like me entering the US what because of public enemies like legend. ya allah wallahi gashari wallahi my but no way you don't understand what that means do you guys like these guys do political rap at that point in philistine right public enemy does what they do in the us they got the oh allah man this is yeah. you can't write these things you can't write it like you can't wow are you guys still in touch like do you talk once in a while last time i think that we were in touch it was when I think was when Ahed Tamimi was arrested and there was a video around Black Palestine solidarity and he sent it. The, the yes. Sent it. Yeah. So that was the time I talked to him to, to send this because I was wow. part of part of the, making that video happen. Amazing. Um, Mina Habi, I think it's not only classical in, in, in Arabic rap, to, uh, I'm just my opinion, classical in, in, the, in, in, the, in the music scene community in Arabia generally because what it means and how you guys where 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 we're doing it i love the fact that you said always um you said it in slingshot you've said it in many you know in, in interviews that you've done in terms of how you always got better and how you evolved and how you so there's always evolved uh, what did mean irhabi where is mean irhabi yani hal hiya kanat naql naw'iya lidam what does mean irhabi mean to you guys after all these years now 
Minar Habib was a good therapy session, I would say, because we were so angry. Crazy stories that we didn't know how it's going to affect. We were just like kids with something that was in our heart that we wanted to put out. The crazy story is that that was recorded in 2001. And then we were touring in 2003 in Europe. We were in Paris and it happened that there was a protest because of Iraq. We just decided to step in the protests and to just march with all the people. It was one of the biggest protests against uh, the war in Iraq. And then while we marching, we see people giving like papers, printed papers to everybody. And I look at it, I was like, it's French. I don't know what the fuck is that. And so the person next to me who speaks French is like, D do you see this? That's the lyrics of Minar Habi. I was like, no. what? Wow. So that was being shared. Translated like, to French. Translated to French. Just the Minar Habi translated to French and it was like spread around the protest. And was like, I think it was around 150,000 people in the streets marching. Like a lot of people just spreading, like giving this paper around. Then other places in the world uh, was... Uh, was different, but people still were connected to it. Mm. That's, the, that's the power of music. That's yeah. the power, of not just hip hop, just music. But again, it affected me again, Saudi Arabia, you know, one of the most conservative countries in the world at that point. And I remember like, wow. And um, so damn, uh, obviously that, that go ahead. Being taught in some universities and school, they like, they teach the lyrics of, of or slingshot hip hop in general, but also like some of them, the race. No, that's so. blessings, man. For them, obviously, the Arabian MCs, the evolution of it. Like people say, damn, like you know, you know, wh where where are we right now? Um, what 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 does damn stands for? After all, I had to have my son right here. He came through. All right, damn, right here. Um, so so, uh, what's damn now in 2021? Damn, Shay Yadum, where it's it's no longer three dudes. It's uh, it's it's led by Maisa now, Maisa Dao, and that, so the, yes, the, it's an evolution of name. It's the evolution of the, the brand itself and the people that is in the brand, but also the evolution of the look of the brand as well, of where it got through. Um, and wow. so, yes, you, you, you understand how that. big the thing that you just said right now. Like you understand that this is a, a group that started in 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 in, in Lid. Uh, you know, out of out of you know, love for hip hop, and now you're saying the evolution of it—it's still there. The consistency and the relevancy is there, but different mindset, different energy, um, uh, different impact, different strategy. So it's, it's still the same strategy, the same goals, but different strategies all the time. Um, it's like you know, we're we're all on the boat, and the winds. But the wind keep hitting us straight and you have to zigzag. You can't just keep going straight this way. You have to zigzag all the time. So we're zigzagging still. Um, so, so yeah, Damn started as Damn, like D-A-M-N, but then the N was dropped off. And then it's it was Damn, the Arabian MCs, but then we realized it's not like smart name. So, <laughs> you know, growing up and then it became like Damn Blood, but then we're like, no, Dal Alif Meme is not blood, Dal Meme is blood. And then wow. it became like Damn, and then we mixed all the history together back then. And we said, okay, even if we see blood, Damn will, will stay here forever. And yeah, we will be here. You know, one of the We're things that um, someone was said to me the other day, and some I, I've, I've, I've shared, you know, your music to him, and he said to me something interesting. It's like it's like it's like edutainment. He said, 
It's like it's education and entertainment at the same time. It's like the message comes through. And I think this is the evolution we were talking about. Maybe back then you were saying you're you're angry with, with Mini and Habi. But right now the messages that you bring and how <laughs> how you bring it, I think it's 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 uh, do, do you guys also see that? Like do you do you, are you deliberately doing this? But the way you use I never heard the term, the educate. Ed edutainment, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mix between education and entertainment. Yeah. yeah, I haven't heard that before, but I think that's that's the right term to use. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that, that's how you know. At first, it was, you know, there's there's a feeling that there you need to do something, and then you understand why you do it, and then you understand that there's a, a bigger picture that you need to do it better, and then it's an evolution of of a mind, a type of a mindset that keep evolving uh, and and reason it got to a point where my says part of it like you know Dan was singing about women right just as we sang about uh, Palestinian oh, yeah. right or any human right oh, and, yeah. and we thought and it was for us it was hand in hand and was a disorder it has to be both together it's the same struggle and then and, and we always thought like yeah it makes sense that actually a woman would do that not just us talking about woman right it needs to be a woman one day and we said yeah it would happen one day if we feel it and it was my that happened organically she's so fierce man it's not about thank you for for doing that but she is mad fierce i don't care male female i'm not in that discussion Dope MC, yeah. a, a rapper, a singer, yeah. a human being, just she's Dope mad. Singer. And then Hannah Mana, I'm talking about you personally as, as Suhail now. Was Brooklyn well, like your salute? Or like, where where is Suhail and them now? Like, because I'm sure it's in you, and you'll never get out. But like, yeah. 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 No, Dam is still like, you know, it's a family. It's not, like I said, it's a movement. It's not just a band. The album was in the process. So it wasn't that easy to fly home and just be like, hey, well, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't so involved, but I dropped some verses here and there, like a few, few bars. Brooklyn was me dropping the mic, me saying goodbye, me packing my suitcases and saying, I love you all, but I'm on a whole new journey right now. Mashallah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, so I'm gonna play a little bit of Brooklyn uh, right here after this, uh, just to, to show. Um, best man, that that that's incredible. Um, wow, man, I'm I'm just like I'm 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 emotional because watching you, like we're talking about it right now, but like back then how it was and where you are right now, it's just wallahi, I'm proud of you, bro. Wallahi, everyone is proud of you. Everyone who's seeing this is proud of you. Okay, um, the move to <laughs> New York. Um, You've always you've always said that you had that mind um, putting that mic down, you know, um, how difficult was it for you? Until you knew it, like, you know, Kobe Bryant, rest his soul in peace. He said, listen, I knew like I just didn't want to do this anymore. You know, I'm done playing basketball and he was OK with it. Like he was clear. Subhanallah, God had, you know, other plans with him. And, and you know, um, he, he, he left too soon. Rest in peace, um, Mamba. But for you, how? Like, did you know, Khalas, or was it like, why, why that decision? We don't have enough artists on stage, but we almost don't have any backstage. And I felt that there need to be somebody that is is willing to say, okay, I, I can I can do this better actually. And it it, it comes with like, uh, you know, it comes with uh, 
I don't, I don't want to say like to be brave to do it, but it's just like almost like pushing yourself. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. You're like, no, but you could, you, you to go there. You could pushing do and knowing yourself more, like that you, know. you know that you can do a, a better job there, and that will yeah. push the band or the group or whatever. Uh, and, and the way it happened is that I had to move to the U.S. seven years ago. And the reason that I had to move to the U.S. is because uh, Jackie was the, which I also talk about in Brooklyn, I mention it, that I had, I tell the whole story of why I moved. Is Jackie is half Palestinian, half Syrian. Mm. Shout um, out Jackie. <laughs> yeah. So she, for, it would be harder for her to come and move there and live there. Uh, just from political reason, paper reason, and getting her an ID and all that, it would be way harder. And it would be, you know, love under apartheid is, is a term that we use in Palestine. Love under apartheid is difficult. So I had to make that move. That was that was the main reason I moved. I moved for her, not, not for the career, not for anything else. God bless. Um, and then when, when I moved here, it happened organically because the first time I'm working on the green card, working on getting the papers, not, allowed, not being allowed to work, not being allowed to travel. So I had finally the time to sit by myself where I didn't have it before while touring, while recording, having mm. a lot of that, having friends and being constantly around noise that, like great noise, noise is not a bad thing, but having a lot of amazing things around me, constantly I never had that that alone time where okay now it's time for me to rebuild what the I've been thinking of. wow and I just sat down and I, I you know my business I took I, I pushed myself out of the comfort zone constantly were you scared like was was there fear because obviously you're you're in you're in the US right now and what what yeah. يعني, how were you able to sustain and, and live your life like can fi khawf or New York, you know, if you make it in New York, you make it everywhere. Right? It's literally like a, a concrete jungle with a lot of a lot of things are moving around you constantly. There's a lot of talent. If, if you think you're unique, you're special, or whatever you think you are, when you go there, it humbles you. The experience there, like, you get w- wow. wake up constantly, like, new challenges, and you you constantly hustle. New York is a whole different level. The Snapchat, like, t- t- tell me about that, because that was just, wow. I'm just, like, kind of reading here, just making sure. It's the fastest growing platform in the history of complex networks. So, mashallah, what were you able to do there, and how and t- did you know that you were, like, Snapchat? What, Yo, tell me about that. Snapchat was new. Yes. It was, I think it only had around like 19 Discover channels. Wow, and now, I remember that. All those channels were like white American culture. There wasn't anything else. It was challenging because they were like, in the next two weeks, we have to create more than 70 pieces of content in two weeks. It means every day, 15 videos, all animated wow. based tutorial content that is in the style of Snapchat. I was the first to be hired to do that, but then wow. in two weeks, Snapchat approved us as the next official channel. So we got to train all the rest of the team that they hired there and to start building a daily Snapchat Discover channel news. So in about a year and a half, I worked on almost 6,000 videos. What? 6,000 videos of content. Oh, yeah. Every day, sometimes to 30. First week, 
got wow. four million subscribers. That is insane. So, yeah, it was super challenging. It was tough for the culture, but a lot of it things that I didn't care about too, because it was also pop. And I was like, I don't want to do a story about Kim Kardashian. I don't care about that. But I learned from all all those type of things. Oof. Oh man, I'm 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 just blown away with that was with number my... twenty channel. I think that was number twenty, the channel number twenty that entered Snapchat. And that was like at the height, like when before Instagram stories, Instagram stories didn't exist then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just imagining if you, if, yeah, if you haven't seen that, you know, thing on Facebook or Snapchat, what would you have done in that period? If Snapchat didn't, wasn't there, would you have like animated your own things? Yeah, I was always doing that. I was working on I was right before that. I was actually in Zimbabwe to shoot a documentary for UN Women. So, because my wife and I together were like a production company. We could direct, shoot, edit, and animate, and all that together. Mashallah. So, some projects. Powerhouse right there. Power couple, man. I'm telling you, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And yeah. I, I'm a morning person. She's a night person. So it's a company that runs 24 hours. That's how we did it. <laughs> that works. Yeah, that works. Yeah, Allah, that's so funny. Uh, <laughs> no, but God bless you. I was also doing some music videos. I was doing, uh, yeah, a lot of, bunch of projects, all music, film, cultural related. Mm. Okay. Um, wow. Tayyip, I, um, so Spotify chapter um, is, is very interesting to me because obviously I, I moved here four years ago uh, to the UAE from Saudi and it was uh, obviously for my son who's autistic. And then I started, you know, obviously, you know, like with, with, with streaming, I think that the streaming here in this region, yeah, and he still wasn't back then, wasn't like the same as it is right now, in my opinion, especially in the Middle East, yani Levant, um, GCC, not North Africa. North Africa is a different beast, mashallah. Yani. But but Intel with Spotify, I was like, Ya Allah, alhamdulillah. It was, it was, <laughs> this was not only my reaction, bro. It was many people's reaction. I was like, whoa somebody that knows us somebody that believes in us somebody that knows our you know our thing um and you created this uh was it the the, the arab culture hub yeah arab hub. man yeah i want to know whose idea was it to create that her name is Lucia. she was the first to build the latin playlist and that inspired this world mm, amazing yeah. The first person to do any playlist for latin culture from the viva latino and all the buildings she was the first to do that and she came up with that idea of like, okay, if we could do it to Latin culture, we should do it to other cultures. Shout out to her, and shout out to, yeah. to, to everybody. We, but but when you when you like when you when you heard this, you're like, I can take on something like that because again, it's such a huge monumental. When somebody would go to the Arab Hub, they would see everything, and we're very diverse, very unique, very different <laughs> inside yeah. Arabia itself. Well, the way, yeah, so when, when I heard about that, which I got this uh, job opportunity, so many people sent it to me, they're like, this is you, this is you, please, I want it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want it, what do you mean? Here's something about behind the scene. they want me to launch the Arab Hub right away. There wasn't any office in Dubai yet, there wasn't any, anyone else except me for this, this culture and teams. And they wanted me to launch before launching there. And I was like, you know, I looked at our situation as Arab world. We're like so broken, not saying. And, and I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait, launch the same day we launched there. I'm going to do something that never been done before, where any platform or any company or any brand that launched in markets, they just launch it in market to sell them out. 
right? I was like, no, I'm going to do it different. We're going to launch there. The day we launch in, in the Arab world, we launch the cultures of the Arab world outside the Arab world too, where we'd have something called Arab Hub and the Arab Hub would be in all the countries around the world for people who love Arabic music, for Arab diaspora, and for people who don't know anything about it to discover it. That's why I created something called Arab World Sound, where it was like, you know, the Palestine sound, the Tunisia sound, the Sudan sound, because I wanted to create that experience of like, you're coming to visit us through the sound. <laughs> And the creative direction of it, the way I built it was the opposite of what people see us, you know, desert type of colors. I was like, no, I'm going pop, I'm going pink, I'm going blue. So the concept was that we launch it in a unique way and stay authentic and try to show how diverse we are. I wanted to put that experience in that hub. Yeah, but you don't understand when you did that, Suhail, it was such a breath of fresh air for a lot of us right here. Um, just just watching. One of the things I love about you, and I don't know, I think I told you this before, I'm telling you again, is how you also um, focus on the diaspora. Like this is important, like they are as important as the people inside. I, I, I get I get your vision now after like getting to talk to you off, uh, you know, off air and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. It's very important. Maybe you can tell, tell the people listening why, because, you know, I, I know why, but I want you to tell them, um, you know, why do you think also you know, representing and pushing the diaspora because people tend to forget, to be honest with you. I'm always here. I always get asked and I'm like, yeah, yeah, one, two, three, but don't forget the Arabs who are out there, like in Europe, in the US and stuff like that. So I, I had the opportunity and that experience that is different than many that when I, I'm local at the end of the day, like I was born in Palestine. I was there till I was 30 years old, but half of that time of those 30 years i was traveling a lot i was touring a lot i was you know like while performing them was staying like at people's houses or people couches sometimes so like we got to a lot of the time to connect with the diaspora and build this type of a bridge that was an interesting concept to me that that i didn't know about before and then I became a diaspora, I became an immigrant. So I had the local experience and then the connection through touring a lot from Europe to, to around places in Asia and the US and around the world, right? So connecting the dots and then ended up being an immigrant, actually myself being part of the diaspora. So seeing this from like all those angles, it gave me a whole new perspective about it and learning from other diasporas. India diaspora is a great example because it's a huge diaspora. They do, like, for example, there's something that I think they do, the India diaspora every January or something like that, they fly to India, they book a whole conference where they meet with locals and they build a whole system and type of thinking of how do we do better and how do we build bridge in between each other. Wow. Right. <laughs> That has become really successful and it's growing and it's helping the economics within India. So the way I see diaspora, it's a whole market within the big markets. Sorry. It's a whole different economic system that mm. is sending so much billions of dollars out of the US yearly is going home. So all those money that is going home, how, why is it going home? How is it going home? Who's sending it home? And, and all this, it's, it's a really important thing that we need to think about it and see how we build something out of it and connect it the right way yeah. and grow it the right way because it wouldn't help the economics back home too. But subhanAllah, Sina, we're talking where my attention was music, but then you flip it. Like it's life. 
like what you're saying is life if people send money uh, you know and they want to work every day like it is there like صح, you're right you're absolutely right how you did it what was like the most challenging thing you faced during this like period because i know mashallah you take challenges <laughs> but what was the most thing that challenged you explaining explaining to people to understand that diaspora is a thing that is people need to understand it I don't, people don't understand it unless you experience it unless you have family unless you have this they don't understand. i think in the next five years it's going to be it's going to become for every company in the world as a priority and it's coming and i've seen it growing from zero to where it is now So it was challenging to constantly explain to people there's 420 million Arabs around the world, close to 200 million living outside the Arab world. If you look at Latin America, there's 30 million Arabs who are there. If you look at Brazil, there are more Lebanese in Brazil than in Lebanon. There's a lot to connect here and we're not seeing it right, I think. Mm. And that's what I've constantly like been doing and building. And I want to do it culturally, just like how countries politically and economically has an embassy, we need a cultural ambassador. We need an embassy for music. This is what I'm building. That's why I'm at Empire One. I'm not creating just signing artists. The Empire, with Empire, it's literally launching an embassy for the the artists, for the culture, for the economics. For That's the concept that I'm going with. That's the type of meeting that I'm having. Yo, I don't know, man. Like you just put the bar so up, man. Like that conversation, how you said it, um, man. I don't know what to say. Wallahi, Allah yahmiq. I don't know what to say because everything you're saying makes total <laughs> sense. It's like a, a kulu check mark, check mark. It's just uh, you keep doing it. And to be honest with you, Suhail, you're making it. You're making it like look, um, look easy. I'm, I'm. I've been trying to. <laughs> No, it's not easy, but the way you talk, the way, yani, mashallah, and I love that because it's like watching a Michael Jordan play, right? Like he, he would do this move. You try to copy that move. You're like, hey, how did he do that move? Like it's, you know, he, he make it look easy. Um, and uh, um, just before, uh, one question about the, the, the Spotify chapter. Uh, did that give you pressure being in Spotify where you are right now? And I think it's going to be the same question with Empire, but Spotify, A lot of artists would see, you know, oh, hey, this guy works there. Let me send him my music. Let me do this. Let me, you know, the, 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 the hustle. And um, did, did that give you any sort of pressure or you welcome people or did you handle everything? How did that go? Well, definitely, because at the end of the day, I wanted I wanted to to support artists. That's, you know, as somebody who came from an artist background, uh, I, I always, I constantly kept taking myself out of myself and looking at myself from outside, from an artist. I was like, what is the artist me would want me to do? And that's how I kept looking at myself uh, constantly. And I noticed that a lot of the time people take this type of positions as an opportunity and they become opportunities and become like doing it and that's it. And just looking at myself from an artist perspective, I was like, nah. You have responsibility here. You are responsible. You have to do it right. And the pressure that artists gave me were nothing compared to the pressure that I gave myself. I was like, nah, wow. I can do it right. But you know, so and of course, at a, it would it would be hard to do it right for everybody. Like I'm sure there were so many artists that deserved to be in a better situation, and I probably missed out on them or something like that. But Artists have to know that you have 
to do more than you don't you don't have to chase anyone or any playlist or any editorial or any company you have to chase your own self you have to build yourself there's so many things mm-hmm. spotify is on streaming platforms in general is only one piece out of this big cake it's not the whole cake oh yeah they don't have videos they don't have, there's so many things that are that lives outside in different places so so yes there was responsibility but i didn't think it's right to say like I'm the hero here. I'm the champion. No, there, there's so many other things out there that that artists yeah. need to do. Yeah, well, the thing. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I love you, bro. Um, okay, so um, I think it was February 18th. You posted this. I mean, I've seen it on your post. Empire expands to West Asia and North Africa. Hire Sahel Nafar as VP. And I'm like, whoa! I swear to God, you should see. What- It's like my phone fell off. Like, yo, I sent it to everybody. I sent it to the to the people that I really know well. And they were like, what? The, the brain emoji. You know? <laughs> Believe me, I'm excited right now. But back, you know, when it happened, it's even, I was more excited. Um, and I'm pretty sure something like this, you guys, been, you know, it's, it's been in the in, in the talks. I don't know. Like, how? How did Kif Sarah that? You know, shout out to, to Ghazi. Shout out to Empire. How did this whole thing happen? Because this is, this is such a powerhouse move that... that I, I'm a fan of. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Well, look, it's a, it's a good question, but I have to look back at the, uh, the Spotify days and the artist days to how I got to this. When I was in the streaming platform world, um, I've experienced the industry 360 in that point, from the artist, the content creator, data uh, analytics. Record labels. And, mm. Yeah. And so I've already did my round. Now I'm here watching the data, and from all this experience, I learned a lot about how many gaps we have. Like, what what are the gaps that we have in the industry, in our infrastructure? And while at Spotify, I also worked closely with. Just just to clarify, at first two years at Spotify, I was part of like the Arab Hub and building the Arab Hub. But the last year when I was at Spotify. I was already in the next mission that wasn't related. I mm. moved to a new, my, my my new position was a more international and centric uh, position. I was uh, managing the international artists and industry partnerships. Wow. So I wasn't working with just their region, I was working globally around the world, uh, helping the operation for the master classes that, that Spotify is giving and things like that. Uh, so that even gave me a whole new push of a whole new market, a whole new perspective of other countries, other markets, other cultures. And then going back to what I was doing with launching the hub, I worked closely with uh, Afro-culture, Latin culture, uh, Desi culture, and the South, the South Asian culture. And I studied a lot constantly. I kept looking at the decks of when it started, the first days of J Balvin, the first days of, of, of all this big artist, Nicky Jam, and, and you know, Ooh. this kind of thing. Wow. I kept studying the K-pop, where K-pop started and where it became. And so I studied what happened in different cultures and different industries. in different countries and what are sorry and what are the similarities here and the differences and i constantly kept thinking while it's Spotify doing all the job of like how much how many things i would see and i just want to speak out i was like yo maybe if we do this this is this would be better that would be or just brainstorm about things but i couldn't just from the position that i'm in i had to focus on, on certain things of course 
and and with you, you you're a great example of that. Where there was a lot of artists reaching out, trying to inject their music, but they didn't really. There was some things that are missing, and then you supporting constantly artists sounds like big ass. Where is your label? <laughs> Where is it? You know, why why don't you do this, this, and this? You know what I mean? Like this type of like something that I felt like was missing. Like, okay, oh, yeah. Let me just say. So that I felt those gaps, and same with the buckle up couch. That's remember when I was like big ass. We need a buckle up canabay since you can do it in a car now with the, with the lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> facts, facts. I mean, you, you, I, I love that you take all these challenges and Sahi, right? And, and you're, you're, and I've said this before. You're one of the reasons why I started to release music right now because I'm, 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 I'm uh, which I want to show you, like what I, what I would have been working on, man. Just incredible stuff. And, and you are one of those people, if the, the only person actually that really pushed me in the beginning and said, yeah, you should, you know. And it has opened my mind and. and incredible uh, incredible way and and now you you've seen all these things that happened to you obviously and you've seen and you wanted to jump to the other side to help fix it i've seen all the gaps and i said okay i could be i could be in that side now after built the the seeds of of the of this industry of this uh, region I, so i planted those seeds built help building the strategy around it and the strategy of other countries let me be out and partner and be a business partner, be a cultural partner, musical partner to artists. And and since I know a lot of the artists, I know their data as well. So I know what's going on with the labels and things like that. So how can I help with the infrastructure to push push that more? And people outside are doing a great job. It's not like I'm not I'm not dissing anyone. People are been doing an amazing job, amazing work from uh, people in the industry, from musicians, and everything that's been happening is beautiful, right? And I wanted to be part of that. And but add to it my my own spices or whatever you call it. Wow. Uh, do do you think the I, fact that you're sorry? Go ahead. Go ahead. And then when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, I'm, I got offers from other labels. I, got, I was getting I was getting hit up from major labels, now major label labels or agencies, brands, and different different type of people reaching out. But after seeing how Empire was working and how they were like giving full rights, the master was for the artist. The way Empire is working was. For me, is unique. They're not working as a label, even though that have more than what any label has. They have the distribution, they have the publishing, they have like all this infrastructure that a lot of major labels come to use them too for that. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So see, seeing that and seeing how their artists are talking about them, hearing how their infrastructure and how the team players that they are, that how they're like for the culture, I was like, I wouldn't go and going to West Asia, North Africa with any other partner. Wow. It's a business partner, I think, with Empire. Just watching it, just watching it, how you're doing it and how how Empire does it. The way the way you guys are. I, I love what you said. And I think, you know, Nipsey, may so rest in peace, say that. All the greats say that about the master situation. Now, not a lot of people know how important that is. So now, now you're telling me, of course, that Empire doesn't own these masters, right? Like, you, they don't. Yeah. The so, way D Smoke said it the best way, best way D Smoke put it out when, when he was signing, and they were like, You were offered by all these majors and you went with Empire. Why? And he said, Well, you know, because I own my master. This is a pilot. I'm the pilot of this plane. And he said, And Empire here with me in the backseat helping. And that's exactly what it is. We're, we're here to help, you know? And it's not like, you know. Quick, quick question here, provoking like, question for you. 
uh, it's a provoking question. I want to see what if every single label was like that? Just, just, I'm just hypothetically talking. I know it's not like that because what if everybody was like this? Would the, would the industry be in a better position or worse? Definitely. Okay. Definitely better position. Yeah. There isn't. Uh, yeah. What happens right now when I've seen like some really bad contracts of ours that they send me and they're like, we want to get out of this contract. So right then, I've seen last worst con- worst contract I've seen was somebody giving advance of like so much money, but then giving the artist or only fourteen percent. واحد أربعة أربعتاش fourteen percent of their art. Fourteen percent. That's all they give the artist. It's like seeing something like that. It, it, it's like. Okay, so Head, right. I think this is an important discussion to have because a lot of artists would see this. How 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 difficult or easy for them not to be faced with the quick money or like the the the, the meblag. You know, they're gonna give you the meblag. The golden this is, chain. Yeah. The golden chain. Like, golden the golden chain. Ch- beautifully exactly. said. How 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 yeah, do you not chain. face by all of that, especially when you come up, when you want to be independent, when you want to take care of your family? You know, they all come from that background. So sometimes, how do you let that not affect you? Yeah, well, the money that they're giving you is a loan. So look at it this way. And you're going to own them if you can. That's right. And that happens with a lot of the rappers here where they got the car, they got the house. And then when they were no longer like interested, they were without the car and the house and they were in the street. So how do you not like look at it this way? If you're climbing on the mountain, right? It, it takes time, but if you decide to jump, you will slide down easily. Oh yeah! Like is yeah. it? Just jump. You, you're gonna slide down for sure. So you have to like climb organically, nicely, in the right way. I love and that. And that is what that. The money. And that is that money. Like that. That's the money that they flash in your eyes at the end of the day. Like Empire would never take more percent than an artist. Empire would never uh, take the. To take the the full ride of the master. But see, he wants like, to sign with Empire already. I'm telling you, that's why he's here. <laughs> he's like, I'm signing with Empire. Yeah, Allah. <laughs> and so I think that, it's uh, it's like flashing this like golden chance. Like, come, let me put it in your hand. It's not the right way to go. Like, think about it in a way of like, okay, maybe I like it's better for me to keep growing and not to be in the red zone. Because what happens in a lot of the labels too, is like if you sign on a big check and then you can't recoup and and you're not making good for the the, the label. But for the I like the switches off and then you're nothing and you can't do anything with it. And then you have to hustle around to find the next step. I'd rather give an artist like a fair where they could cover where they at and do the right thing on their master and then grow and grow mm. organically up top instead of you know it's a, it's like what we say which is a perfect example that tina davis gave me tina davis is the vp the head of anr at empire uh, she said look Shout at it her. this way yeah she's, she's amazing she did a lot historically she was like you know key person in this industry from uh, early days of def jam to every brand of Def Jam. She was in early stages of all that. She managed Chris Brown for 15 years. She's she's managed a lot of, a lot of other artists. Now she's with Empire. And we, we talk a lot and she said, look at it this way. Everyone else in the industry right now is a light switch. They turn it on, they turn it off whenever they want. We're the we're the we're the dimmer. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, we hold it together with the artist. The artist is the light and we just 
put the light up, 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 and we keep turning it on. That's how we do it. We don't just go and turn it on for them, leave, and then come back and switch off, and then forget about them. Go wow. move to the next room. And that's exactly what it is. Wow. Man, it, this is just a lot of knowledge, mashallah, like today. And so so you, at, you know, at VP of strategy and market, you know, obviously development, um, Wana, I love that you used Wana, uh, you know, uh, shout out to that. Um, at Empire, um, so what's your what's what's your goal in the next like few years? Like what do you what's in that mind of Suhail right now as we're talking to the 22nd of March? First calling it. Well, first calling it Wana, that was also part of the strategy. And just the terminology is a really important thing to, for me. Uh, I don't like to call our region Arabia because it's the wrong term. Arabia right. is just uh, just the Arabian Peninsula. So wrong thing to call us Arabia. And the Middle East one is the main term. So we are in the middle of the East for the kingdom from the British Empire, who is the main reason why we are all screwed from the first place. So if I want to decolonialize myself, if I want to stop thinking about our past, make our present, or to a better future, I have to decolonialize ourselves with our terminology. With the, we do a lot of things about culture and, and grow from there. So but the I way thought, the way you're doing it, you're doing it on a level that is big level. It's not like a you know you saying that and an empire big. It's going to take time for people to understand it, and it's going to take time. But what's happening with the new generation, especially the TikTok generation, the Gen Z. They're loud. They're loud. They're open. They speak up. They're not quiet people. They're going to come. And I, I believe there, there has been already, at least for the last 10 years, a movement of people that are against the term uh, yes. Middle East. But it's growing constantly. So in the film festivals in the U.S., there are film festivals in the U.S., a lot of them already switched to Swana, which is Southwest Asia. Okay. So, so that's part of the strategy. <laughs> that's that's the future strategy. Yeah. Um, but again, see, you're making it like, look, it's not about easy. It's about, mashallah, it's such a huge thing that will shift everything, man. And the way you're doing it, just, you know, um, just incredible. A couple more questions before I do have some questions from, uh, you know, a couple of people that I want to ask you. Um, there's something going on in the, in, the, in, the, in the community or the industry, cracking the code, algorithm and stuff like that. There's always that. It's like the thinking of the artist. When I have discussion with artists, they tell me, hey, oh, Haas, you know, I'm not getting algorithm love and, you know, they're not loving me. I'm like, don't you see that this is the wrong question to ask? Be best, best, hey, I don't know, maybe I could be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm 41 years old. I don't know, man. Like, I'm just trying to. But the question that I get a lot from artists is like, you know, Instagram doesn't show me love. I'm like, yeah, Allah. What, what do you say as somebody who's into the data, mashallah? What, what, do, you, what do you say about that? I have a love and hate relationship with data, with algorithm now. I have a love relationship with data, but love and hate relation with algorithm. Um, we, it, it is, as I think, have you seen the social dilemma, the film? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. How it's, it's polarizing a lot of it, the personalization concept. Um, so, yes, that, so th that explains the hate relation that I have. But there's also love relation. If you look at, uh, at algorithm as your robot dog that you need to train. <laughs> so train that dog 
train the dog right. Those, you know, you have to you have to train the dog to give you a hand. You have to train the dog how, when to not bark, when to eat, and when to walk with you. And when to, you gotta you gotta take that dog to a walk. And that that dog is all great. And how do you do that? You gotta test it. You gotta keep testing it. Don't. If, and, the, and the algorithm is different, of course. There's the streaming platforms algorithm. There's the social media algorithm. It, it keeps changing. It's never the same. So and how does an artist get out of that? Well, they don't get out of that. You don't. You don't. You don't chase it. You just have to keep doing it, and it would come to you. If it's a, if we're talking about TikTok, be consistent with your. There, there are things that you could do, like tell your stories, share your knowledge. Uh, be consistent of sharing at least once a day a video. Uh, be be you, but not like be yourself. Like literally be raw. When I say raw, like some people spend some money on creating a cover for for their for uh, for their album they just released the, the song that they just released a new single. How do you want that to stand out of almost 70,000 charts that are getting released every day? Like, how do you do that? Just study all those covers. Because the thing is, like, covers uh, has uh, covers of films and, and, and CDs and all that has changed dramatically in the last 10 years, especially because of Netflix. The way they build, they build their, their, their posters has changed the industry for music as well. Fact. So how do you do something that stand out? And I actually did, did that test for myself where I just started scrolling with many covers. I put a lot of covers and I started scrolling. I collected those that stood out for me from 2020. I'll share it with you. I, I took them out and I put them. I was like, okay, this, this is what stood out. Why did this stood out for me? And I looked at each art of cover. I was like, okay, this makes sense. This is the whole face of the artist. It doesn't have so much noise. It doesn't have so much things. So it, I easily get connected with the eyes and know mm. what's happening in single. So be simple. Be Simplicity is key in today. It's not uh, Man. The, the, the overthinking of algorithm, the overthinking of your cover. It just kills your creativity. It doesn't help it. Um, I love that you said that, but uh, for, for a lot of people, they're also perfectionists slash they procrastinate because of that. Now, where are you as Suhail, as, as the artist, as, you know, obviously the business mentality? How do you, I deal a lot with that. Like I see a lot of a great, incredible artists, but they, they, man, there's an artist that just released now a song that was done six years ago. I heard it six years ago and now they released it and, and they say, it's not like yeah bro of course six years into now you got better or like you got oh, i don't know like you evolved within six years yeah I, I had a conversation on an artist like that yesterday they'll say it's like hard to just let your babies look certain you want your baby look in a certain way you want yeah. your kids to look in a certain way you yeah, want yeah. you want it perfect i was like yeah but you know the way, the, way, the way i said it you could edit it later if you want it's like okay no you your songs are not your baby. They're like the pre-baby. They're the sperms. Lisa. Some of them become babies and some of them like... No, I love that. Yeah. That's actually perfect analogy. <laughs> so how... And I'm saying it, but I, I go through the same thing. And so like, let me teach you. No, I go through the same thing. I, I had that issue. I'm like, no, let me just make it better. Let me just keep working. Let me keep working that. Let me make this piece more animation. And animation. I, would, I wouldn't sleep. I would stay nights and nights. And then release it and then not it won't wouldn't have it didn't add anything to it 
<laughs> the, the mid-level is not working anymore. Mm. It's have, you have to be raw to your face or fully expensive as like full budget, full huge teamwork. But anything with in between slips like mm. Um, man, uh, Sahel, thank you so much for your time. Just, uh, you know, a f- f- few more minutes and I, I promise, <laughs> you know, they're buckling up with you. It's been amazing. Um, uh, a lot of artists that um, I talk to you like this as well, you know, in our, in our talks, they struggle to find <laughs> who they are. Guys, if you see my son around, he's my son. He's just very excited right now. I'm talking to him. This is why I buckle up at home. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, man, shout out. Um, so... <laughs> You don't understand. The whole time he's jumping ahead of me, so I'm trying to keep a straight face. Oh. Right? <laughs> um, so, so uh, Habibi, um, a lot of times, Sahel artists um, don't know who they are. Like they they go into this whole thing about I want to find myself. Now I keep telling them that's the whole journey. Like there's a lot of people that find themselves after 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and and some people find themselves after one song. I don't know. So. Into because of your experience, because of what you stand for, because you were able to, you're you're part of a group that found themselves and خلاص خلاص you are stamped in the history of like what it is. So, what do you tell artists like this? Um, what what, what do you tell them? Like, what, what, they're they're confused about. Is it sometimes as harsh as maybe this is not for you, or like you just have to be patient? What is it about that? question how do you answer something like that i don't know myself i can't find myself <laughs> sometimes it's harsh like it's not you just uh, do something else in your life sometimes it's like this but i can't say that to anyone of course um but i, I don't i don't think i, I believe like um i don't think because you mentioned them i don't think them okay like that's it that's them because every project sounded different yeah every song and, and it's something that i tell artists always your biggest competition is you and your biggest competitor today is your last song that you released mm. last thing so the way you need to work is like look at that song go read the comments the bad one the good one those those horrible ones are sometimes what would help you build your next song look at your data who's streaming you mm. what what's their age uh, with gender if you're in a playlist what type of playlist what type of genres were you in not, not to cut you off but I'm Look. talking ser- yeah seriously right now this thing does it really help what you're saying right now like does it really help if you know who you are um, because I, I see a lot of تخبطات in this like a lot of people they don't know لا data ولا they don't know nothing but they're still making it you know yeah, well, it, it works for some people, but they have maybe a team that tells them data or it happens organically or mm-hmm. they hit it, right? It happens. You have that, and, but you have to also know, know the data well. Like, you know, with right? <laughs> that, that's the fact of an artist today. So looking at your data is really important. Uh, suddenly, you're fanan be Dubai right now, and you're noticing that your your streams are mostly throwing. I'm just throwing random words. Right? The Netherlands. Your artist. In, your artist. Hey. You're in Dubai. Your number 
two streaming city is Netherlands. The age are 15 to 20. Uh, the gender is mostly female that are listening to you. Uh, what does that mean? I mean, like, okay, let me find somebody in this category with the same numbers of streams, same type of artist, close to my mentality, close to my sound. Maybe wasn't the same playlist I was in, mm. or maybe some other playlist. When I say playlist, I say generally, not editorial, not anything. It could be like big house playlist, it could be so hell personal playlist. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, let me see what's around me there. Who's my neighbors? My neighbors, playlist neighbors is a really important term to think of. Like play, playlist neighbors is, a, is something you need to, to keep in mind. What does playlist neighbor mean exactly? Like the person next to you and the playlist? Yeah, the same playlist. And why are they next to you? Why are they after you? Why are they before you? But there's a, probably a reason why they're there. And look into that. And then say, okay, let me see this. This playlist neighbor who's actually from Netherlands, who's actually female artist, who's actually this. Let me check out the following numbers. Okay, we're actually the same numbers. We're actually the same type. So maybe I should collaborate since I have the audience from their country. Maybe I could help that artist to bring the audience that I have from my country, which let's say I have only 200 followers and she has 200 followers. How do we work together on that and exchange those 200s and make them 300 or make them even 250? It's fine. Again, you're climbing a mountain with, with a heavy weight of a lot of things. The algorithm, the package, the, the lyrics, the brand. It's, it's, there's so much of an artist back these days. But there's so many tools to help an artist. There haven't been historically never been that amount of artist-friendly tools in the world to help an artist. Use that. Use okay. it all. Look at it. Go watch videos. So, so there's a lot of things to look at and, and to carry around. Mm. Yeah, one of the things I always wanted to ask you was the the, the term collaboration. A lot of people, um, obviously, it's it's at the end of the day, musika adwaq, and when, no, no matter what, like you know, if, if I vibe with that person, um, but I feel, um, and I get, I'm not, I don't want to sound harsh, but I feel a lot of people right now don't want to also see other people win, if that makes any sense. Like they they were like, oh, if I got him or her, they'll be more famous than me. And I've heard that. I've heard that before from artists. Like I just, they just told me. You know, like I, I find that a bit. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Because, you know, I come in. I try to make everybody win, and it's hard sometimes. Like it's just very hard if you don't want to win, and we all want to win, right? Like the fact that you're an empire right now is a huge win for everybody in this region. Everybody, because you're you're you know, like you know, you you would be able to help. So. Uh, you know, uh, that's why we celebrated this. Uh, we call like you know um, accomplishment um, and 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 this news. So, what do you tell those people? You kill this collaboration right away. You don't push it. That's what I think. I would say, okay, if that's your type of mentality, let's go next step. I think a collaboration has to be organic more mm -hmm. than anything. Yeah, artists have to feel that. Artists like these days, it's hard because everything is so virtual. But if you put two artists in the studio and they having their ahwe and their food and they're eating and they're laughing and they're joking, that song's gonna be the best song, even if they both are not like great artists. But just because having this chemistry, having this energy, this good vibes already before thinking of creating a song, this, this is different. But then bringing two artists who have different type of egos, different type of growth, different type of following that one of them or the other or both are saying, 
that I don't want to share my audience, like you know, like gatekeeping his audience, yeah. like they can't send anyone else, is like which is weird. It's something that that you do, you do, you don't have to force it. You're like, okay, thanks. I would love to work with you in the future with a different artist that you think that fits you, someone that that you both connect in. And you, as a person who like collaboration and to collaborate to put few people together, you you yourself have to study maybe the behavior of those artists online. How are they communicating with each other? Is this artist liking this artist post? Hey, well. So maybe there is a good chemistry here, social media type of support. Then maybe they they since they're like exchanging publicly like that means there's also more exchange behind the scene. Let me check it out. Let me. خليني أحس هنا إيش بيصير من وراء الكوليت. That might work a bit better. Yeah. Um, or going completely the other opposite side. Maybe like two artists in the same level, but they don't even know each other at all. And you're yeah. the one that introducing them, and then from there building a relationship. That also might work. But I think never- mm, having having this conversation with you also has has any um, has made sure and 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 showed as well. There's not one way for success or making it or like a lot of people come and ask me so head all the time. What is making it? Like I get asked, it's what is making it, and I, my answer is always sometimes if you're on a magazine, it's like you know making it. So what's your definition of success or making it for Sohel? You have to make it to make it to, to say I'm making it, and what I mean by that is like being a musician these days and having the ability and the opportunity to actually have a microphone that you can record. That's a privilege to have that. So what you need to do is to put yourself, to challenge yourself, and to constantly record and be consistent with recording. Say okay, the, my goal is once a week I have to be done with a song, or say my goal is every day one song. My goal is this, and then set the size type of boundaries to yourself, and keep recording songs. If you get to that point of you recording and creatively evolving and and, and learning how to unleash your the, the songs that you're holding like this because you're afraid to, to to put it out, if you have this like flexibility, you're making. And then the audience will come. Be consistent. Be, be you. Be collaborative. Learn how to say, "I want to learn more." You know, a lot of a lot of artists mm. just or they'd rather they'd rather say they know everything. They don't want to work with anyone else. So okay. have, have be, be more challenge yourself. Be more open. And but to say how to make it, there isn't any right or wrong. You have to just really keep doing it. Like I said, I wanted to document this, and more power to you, bro. If there's anything at the end that you'd like to say, man, to, 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 to you know, to, to everybody watching this, please go ahead, my brother. Um, I mean, as, as I think I said it all. Just, just like you know, the for audience support the artist, and stream those songs with any app you're using. It doesn't matter where. There's a few ways to do it. If there's an artist who's releasing a song, save that song to your library. Save it to your own personal playlist because that shows engagement. Listen to it till the end. And share it on your social media. Engage with their comment, likes, save their posts. Keep keep that engagement going. And uh, we're definitely in a new era when it comes to music industry of how fans are closer to artists more than ever. So keep that going. And for artists, look at your data, look at your followers, read those comments, see, see research that fan behavior because 
fandom is the future again mm. right now we don't have any app that actually put in it doesn't exist but that would be the future when there would be one app that has it all where you can engage with the artist where you can watch the video of an artist listen to a song listen to a podcast be in their release party be in the after party of their new release and all of that in one app that future going to come soon so keep that engagement coming till we get to the right app that would happen one day mm. Oof, mashallah alaik. Um actually um we just had a question right now just coming in. When when <laughs> Slingshot Hip Hop going to come be on Netflix? Very random. Like is that something that can happen? Um I don't know. Like is that something the link I put the link when when this is out when this episode is out I'll give you the Vimeo link to post it as well for Amazing. people to go in and watch it for free. Yeah, because I think it's, it's it's really important. Uh, much love to you, uh, Suhail. Thank you for your time. Two hours and like a couple of minutes, man. Uh, God bless you guys. Please like and subscribe. Uh, these are the handles. Please go follow them. Um, Empire are doing an incredible job. Suhail is just an incredible human being. We talked why. We love you guys. We say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Salamat.